Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Man, good to see each of you. I want to welcome our church online. Thanks for being a part of our worship service. Uh, grateful and thankful that you have joined us and continue to join us. Um, and if you're able and you're close next week, we've got plenty of seats for you, my friend. Come see us. Come see us next week. So I want to ask you a question. Not that I doubt your intelligent level or anything, but which one's bigger? Which one's bigger? Water bottle, balloon. Final answer, water bottle. Amen. Pretty simple to see that this water bottle is bigger than this balloon. But if I ask this question in a whole different way, I wonder if the answer would change. Which one holds more? Which one holds more? Final answer, balloon. See, I can take all of this water and pour it into this balloon, and then I could add more water to this balloon. But the water bottle's bigger. But the water bottle has a problem. The water bottle has a big problem. It's restricted. You see, this water bottle's restricted. This water bottle cannot expand. Can't. It has no elastic material, no elastic compound. It is what it is. Amen? It is what it is. It it can't be any more than that. On the other hand, this balloon, mm, not restricted. It's not. It has elastic compounds to it and material. It, it, can, it can get bigger. It is not what it is. It, it can change. Do you know that humans, we, we are either one or the other. We're really just like a water balloon in a balloon. People are just like that. See, this isn't about size. This is about your ability to stretch with what God is doing or is about to do. See, there are two people. There are people just like these two objects. There are people that are absolutely 110% open to whatever God wants to do. They, They have given God no boundaries at all. They have said, God, you can go this far, but that's as far as you can go. There are people just like the balloon that says, you can expand me, you can, you can, you can do whatever you, you can stretch me. But there are also people just like this water bottle that says, 
Yeah. I am what I am. At least I'm not like them. Look at my water level. It's way up here. Mm-hmm, I'm good. And they are very content to be a water bottle the remainder of their lives because their water bottle may be more full than another person's water bottle. But the bottom line is if God could speak into them, and I believe he is, he would say, but I'm still not pleased that you're a water bottle because you have been the same water bottle for 5, 10, 15, 20, and 25, and 30, and 50 years. You say, well, this is, is this just about the water bottle and people or ballooning people? No, it's not. I believe the same is in the relation not just to people, but to the church. This is not about size. It's about the ability to stretch to with, with, with God, what God, what God wants to do and what God is going to do. This is why Jesus said in his Bible, you cannot put new wine in old wineskins. They used to keep wine in animal skins. You see, an old wine skin can dry up. It loses its lacticity. It cannot, it can't, it doesn't get larger. It doesn't even stay the same. It shrinks. It's what old people do. It's why they wrinkle, they shrink. Sorry. But that's what happens. We, we, we lose. So, so Jesus said, you can't put new wine in old wineskins. You can't hold what I want to put in. Old wineskin loses its ability to stretch. Old wineskin will lose its ability to grow. Old wineskin loses its ability to change. Old wineskin loses its ability to expand to the capacity that God wants. In other words, in other words, old wineskin runs out of space for what God's doing. Water balloon. A water bottle or a water balloon? Question is, which one are you? Which one are you? Water bottle, balloon. Another way to ask this, old wine skin, new wine skin. So Jeff, I don't want to use illustrations of a water bottle or balloon. I want to use a biblical word to define it. Okay. Old wine skin, new wine skin, which one are you? What is your capacity for God? What is your capacity for God? We started the year with this scripture. Isaiah 54, two says this, enlarge the places of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. That's how we started the year. That was a scripture that I read over the church in January. 
Isaiah 54, 2 says, lengthen your cords. Uh Uh-oh. Strengthen your stakes. Do not hold back what God wants to do or is doing. That is not a water bottle. It is a balloon. Joshua 3, 5 says this. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourselves today for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things. The word consecrate yourself. Let's look at what it means. Consecrate yourself means this. means to wholly dedicate yourself to something of greatest importance. To dedicate to a higher purpose. Consecrate yourselves today for tomorrow better than you, better than what I've already done, more powerful than what I've ever done is about to happen. Romans 12, 2 reminds us that we are to be a living sacrifice to him. A living sacrifice, meaning you were once dead in your transgressions, but now you're alive to walk a new life. He was once in a tomb dead. He rose to live again. Dead bones were once dead with no life, and then they rattled and came to life. A living sacrifice is what he wants from us. Consecrate yourselves today because today I'm about to, tomorrow I'm about to do something greater than today. Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but the life I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God. Every single day is a funeral for you. Every single day is a funeral for a believer because if a believer doesn't die daily, he will not live daily. If he's not dead, who's alive? You gotta die to self in order for him to live through you. I just love Jeff. No, you don't. You love the Jesus in Jeff because every day if he dies, you like him more. But if he's alive, you don't like him as much. You gotta die to self so that he's magnified. You've got to consecrate yourself. You've got, to, you've got to lay your life down for a greater purpose. And no matter how great you think you are in the mirror, you're not greater than him. And so the less of you, the more of him. That's all this. Matthew 12, 30 says this. He who is not with me mm, is against me. And who who does not gather with me scatters. Ouch. Listen to me. You need no reason to go to Fort Worth, Texas, to Southwestern Seminary to take a class to figure out that scripture. Simple. If you're not with me, Jesus said, you are against me. And if you're not gathering with me, then you are scattering you're scattering. Listen, the church on the other side of this, mm, they better start gathering. 
Little church, big church. We are either a water bottle or we are a balloon. 110% guarantee you that God is bringing revival to a nation. Absolutely. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that God is bringing revival to our nation. There is no doubt. He's bringing revival not just to the nation, but he's bringing revival to individuals, the little church. But he's also bringing revival to whom? The big church. The little church is going to experience revival, which is going to propel the big church into revival, which propels the nation into revival. I promise you, 110% guarantee you that that is happening. You see, there is a divide in this country mm, like you have never seen in your life. See, there used to be a line in this country. It called Democrat, it called Republican. But you know what? That line's there still, but there's a different line. And it's not in sand anymore. It's in flat out concrete. Sackcrete, just add water, baby. It is a hard line. And the line is simply this. I trust God. I trust man, science, and the government. I'm telling you, it's a line. And it's a hard line. And I'm telling you right now, the people of God have got to rise up and the church has got to rise up. The government cannot lead the people. The church leads the people, period. And when the church sees revival, the nation sees revival, and the, and the government sees revival, I'm telling you right now, it'll change everything. But you're, I'm telling you right now, the people of God You're going to have to decide, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but as for me and my house, we trust the Lord. There's a hard line. There's a flat hard line. Isaiah 43, 19 says this, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. What's springing up? Revival. Now I'm doing a new thing. What is it? A revival. I'm springing it up. Do you perceive it? Let me tell you something. Some people won't see it at all. They won't see it at all. It'll happen right in front of them. They won't even see it. Won't even see it. You're not going to see it if you're looking with human eyes. Human eyes don't see revival. Human eyes don't see what God's doing. Spiritual eyes, the spirit of God that lives inside of you, the Holy Spirit that you keep in step with, the Holy Spirit that you are covered with, filled with, okay? That's the Holy Spirit that will reveal what God is doing. God is absolutely doing a work, absolutely doing a work. I've said before, I promise you, this this interruption this shutdown of the country, of the church, and all this stuff, that was allowed by God, allowed by God to happen because he stopped our normal to reset our normal. 
And see, some people are sad that we couldn't go to church. But, but understand something. God stopped normal church to reset normal church to be a different church when it restarts again. If a church goes back just like it was, I am so sorry for that church because they missed it. They missed it. I'm not saying you changed the message. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying that you have to ask the question as we're asking as a staff, what's working, what's not working, what's confusing, and what needs to change? Because if normal church was so good, why did the God over the church stop it? Because he said, this normal's not gonna get it done moving forward. I got very few days before I part the east sky and I got a lot of people that need to come to Christ. And I want my church to look different because I'm coming back to get my church. I'm coming back to get it. It's not worthy of my return right now. It's about to be worthy of my return because the people bought by my blood and and covered by my blood and resurrected like me better stand up individually as a church and be what God called it to be. That's what he wants of the church. That's why he stopped the church because he's got to reset the church to be the church that he wants. Many churches left as a water bottle will return as a water bottle and keep doing the same water bottle. And guess what? They ain't going to reach nobody. No. Jesus says, I want you as an individual, and I'm looking for churches that are willing to be balloons, that are willing to say, stretch me, grow me, do whatever you gotta do. I want more of you. I want more of you. How many of you want more of God in your life? I do. If you're a water bottle, you can't contain more. But if you're a balloon, you can stretch and grow and expand and you can get all the God you wanted. I feel sorry for the people that say, I'm good like I am. (laughs) I want to be growing to the last day. To the last day. Listen, stretching isn't fun, but it feels good after. I want more of God. The church needs more of God. We need people hungering and thirsting for more of God. God is... God is stirring up, God is raising up, God is creating a revival in our nation. And it is going to look incredible. It's gonna be powerful. But he's asking for people and churches to lead out. And I'm telling you, you got a president who said, go get them, church. He will, I mean, you, this, this president will not stop for church revival, not. He will not. He's going to be all for it, all for it. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? The word revival, often used reward, often used reward. It refers to a spiritual reawakening from a state of dormancy or stagnation. Can I say something to you, church? Man cannot and never will make revival happen. Can't. God 
and God alone creates revival and stimulates the revival. When his spirit falls, revival begins. And revival has fallen and started in places that they never advertised a revival. They didn't advertise the revival. A revival broke out and then it began to spread because God is the one who initiates and starts all revivals and he's the, he is the breath and the wind that breathes life into every revival. And I'm telling you, God is wanting to do and is going to do a revival. The question is, how many people will he find who are available to be stretched and grow and see revival happen? Because if they are a water bottle, they will not experience it. They can sit in it and not be in it because they're not willing to grow. They're not willing to be stretched. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. And we know the rest, Jerusalem, Judah, Samaria, and all the places of the earth, all the ends of the earth. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit falls on you and you will be my witnesses. Next Sunday, May 31st, we're gonna open the doors wide open. Come one, come all. Nine o'clock, 1030. If you're listening online, church, we love you. Come join us. We got room, okay? Next Sunday, May 31st, you know what it is? It's Pentecost. It's Pentecost. 50 days after Easter, when the Holy Spirit fell, changed everything, changed the church forever. Individuals in the room, and the Holy Spirit fell on them. What, what was different about them? What's different about those guys? Were they the same guys before and after Pentecost? They were the same, answered by the same name, but they were different. When the Holy Spirit fell on them, they got a thing called boldness. Boldness is a powerful word. Boldness is the willingness to take risk and to act with confidence or courage. Not hesitating or fearful in the face of actual or possible danger. Boldness is what fell at Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit fell at Pentecost, I'm telling you, the church and the people after Pentecost walked out with the power of the Holy Spirit. And what made them different? They were bold, man. They were bold. On the other side of this virus, in the new America that we're gonna find ourselves in, Boldness will be what separates people. You're gonna be bold in your faith or you're gonna cower down. You're gonna walk in boldness or you're gonna walk in fear. We talked about that scripture in Matthew. You're either a gatherer or a scatterer. A person who acts with confidence is a gatherer. People that walk in boldness, that walk in confidence of who their God is, they are a gatherer, I promise you. You're comfortable with people who know who their God is and walk with that God. But people that walk in fear, they scatter. They don't know who God is. They don't trust God. They're scatterers. 
Fear will always scatter people. I promise you. Every time. Just walk in their crowds, shoot a gun, and they'll go every direction. Fear. Fear scatters. Confidence gathers. A church that knows who they are moving forward will be a gathering church. There'll be a church that meets with confidence. There'll be a church that meets in boldness. They got to know who they are. Acts 2.17 says this. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. I didn't say that. God said that. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit. Hmm. Well, <laughs> if you're a water bottle and you're pretty content because your little water level's right up here and it's so cool, guess what happens when he pours out his spirit? Well, you got a couple of problems. Number one, you have no ability to expand. And number two, which is probably a bigger problem, you got a lid on. You got a lid. This, on the other hand, oh, yeah, I got room, Lord. Pour it out. Pour it out. And, hey, Lord, look, I don't, I don't have a lid. I don't, I don't have a lid. So anytime you want to pour it out, just pour it out. I got plenty. That's what the church has got to say too. Hey, 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 God, we're, 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 not, we're not a church of water bottles and we don't have a lid on us. We're a church of balloons without a lid. You pour it on us. You pour it on us. Can these walls move? Oh, yeah, they move. Can these services move? They can move. We can have 9, 10, 30, 11, 1, 4, 6, 10. I don't even care. People keep coming. Spirit falls. We'll meet. I wouldn't want to do anything other than that because being in his presence when his spirit falls is the greatest place in the world. NFL today ain't got nothing on that. I'll give up any Sunday football game for a kickoff by the Holy Spirit instead of kickoff by some poor pig that didn't get the vote, all right? That football didn't even get the vote. Listen to me. God's going to pour it out. God's going to pour it out. The question is going to be, <laughs> you're a water bottle? You're a balloon. You're a water bottle? Or you're a balloon? Well, if, if you prefer a biblical word, as I said earlier, are you old wineskin? Are you new wineskin? Let me say it this way, and then we're going to close. Jesus. Mm. Jesus has new wine for his church. Listen to me. Jesus says, I have new wine for my church. Here's the question. Do you want it, and do you have room for it? I mean, you can boil it all down to that. Jesus stopped the church to reset the church to raise up a new church that looks and 
breathes and eats and drinks and smells more like him. It'll be the church that he comes back to get whenever he decides, okay? He's got new wine to pour on his church. But the question is, does the church want it? And is there room for it? Little church, big church. How about you? You want it? And do you have room for it? If you're listening online, do you want it? And do you have room for it? Because he said, and he never breaks a promise, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, all people. Do you want it? And do you have room for it? Are you a water bottle with no ability for more? Or are you a balloon ready for more, baby? Ready for more. Whether you answer the question with your mouth or not, you will answer the question. You got no choice. But will you be wanting more and room for it? Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you. Mm, You're not done. Oh, no, you're not done. You're just starting. God, I pray. I pray, Father, that you will find your kids wanting more and open to more. God, that we are not going to be water bottles moving forward. We will be balloons. And we will simply say, bring it. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. I can handle it. I got room. Give me more. God, I pray that you find this church in many, many, many other churches, not full of a bunch of water bottles, content and happy and satisfied. But God, that you'd find a church full of balloons, all saying more, more, more. And churches saying, bring more, bring more, bring more. God, I pray that you will send revival to our nation, and it will begin with each one of us. God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. To God be the glory for everything, God. May your word go forth and produce fruit and not come back void. We trust you for that in Christ's name. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram by using the church at Bushland and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.